Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. And as a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters, and when all of that aligns, everything works. And today's episode, we have Gabe Erickson with us, and he is the Chief Executive Officer and a Founding Five owner of Flow Media. And um, Gabe, I just want to welcome you today. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Am I one of those fantastically exciting people? Yes, you are. That's how I'm going to. <laughs> As you're describing the type of people on your show, I'm like, hey, that's me. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for being, you know, it's an honor to be here. So absolutely, and we'll put down that you will be a future author, and you know, you've got many, many things in front of you, and that's what's so exciting about having you on the podcast series today, because um, you're coming to us as that entrepreneur, and. We're going to dig in really deep for our audience today, and people are going to learn from you. They're going to listen to you, and we're going to take it in a lot of different directions because, I mean, that's the thing that I've learned about you, Gabe, is how full-bodied you are in business and in life, and I think that more than anything, people will find that fascinating. So mm -hmm. let's first off, like, get to who you are so people know. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you are um, Flo's chief visionary, and you love big picture thinking, inspiring others to pursue their purpose, and creating a culture of love for all who experience flow. So you believe that deep emotional connective stories have the power to change the world. And when you're not working, you love to live adventurously and spontaneously, whether that's attending a live show or going on a road trip. And I know this of you. You're very passionate about being a father, being with your family. You love to read and write and connect and serve people. So, um, you know, I'm just going to state a few of those things. I know that you love to drink craft beer and a good wine with good company. So, <laughs> you know, that's who we've got with us today. And more than anything, like I said, you are a star entrepreneur. And um, so let's just jump into that. One thing that I do want to start this episode with is uh, something new that you started and it's the love movement, you know, because as you and I have synergy and we've been connecting, you know, your salutation is always love, Gabe. So right. take us as an entrepreneur with really big depth um, soul, take us why you do that and the movement that you're starting in that arena. Absolutely. Well, I, I had a, heard from a friend through a friend that someone else said about me once that, uh, oh, Gabe, yeah, he's a big lovable bear of a man. And I thought, you know, if, if I can leave a legacy, that's it. That's what I want to leave <laughs> is that this, this big, lovable bear of a man. And so love is just very important to me. And I think um, people make decisions based on two things. If you simplify it, it's out of fear or love. And flow is ultimately about getting people to a place of, of love and not being fearful. And, and so in business, one way I do that is through, like you mentioned, the, a simple email signature that says, Love, Gabe. And there's many reasons for that. One is that I genuinely want to spread that. Um, I want people to know that I'm in business not for their money, first and foremost. That that is a byproduct often of a you know mutually beneficial relationship. But that that love is why we're here. That we are humans first before we are entrepreneurs, before we're coaches, before we're electricians. You name it. And I think a lot of people in business forget that, and we lose our humanity, and we wonder why our jobs are stale, why we're not happy at work. And so I think love for me is 
uh, you know, love gave is a simple way to remind people of that, whether they know that whole backstory that is shared or not. So that's one practical way. And you know what? There's a lot of implications to that. A lot of people embrace it, and a lot of people don't. And ultimately, I don't even want to. Uh, you talk about the valuing yourself and, and empowering yourself, right, and reminding yourself of that worth. And and I don't have time for the people that don't appreciate that. And because so it kind of self-selects people out of my life, you know. And if they don't have time for someone who's going to love them, then I think it's pretty clear like why I would not really be bothered by that. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a whole movement, and and I have a, a website, Gabe dot love, that people can go to and, and take a pledge to join me in that. And I would love to see, you imagine in 5, 10 years if there's 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 people knowing that those people are around the country joining in that kind of movement. I just think that's powerful. And it's going to bring people back to themselves and hopefully restore some joy in what we do. So Absolutely. No, and it's your connectivity too, Gabe. I mean, that's more than anything you connect. You are a natural connector. Um, and I think it's just such a very true talent of yours. So let's talk about connectivity, storytelling, Flow Media. What is Flow Media and who does that serve? Sure, Flow Media is, I tend to start that story from my background. Um, you know, I spent my first part of my career as a television anchor and journalist. And the second part of my career was as a marketer and a director of communications. And so I took what I loved about journalism, which is storytelling, and, I, and, and seeing people's lives changed by telling compelling stories um, day in and day out. And then I went to marketing where um, I really just felt like I needed a shower most days that I interacted with people in, in the way they thought things had to be done and the way they messaged. And so I, I flipped what I didn't like about marketing into kind of a positive, that we could do this in a more authentic and human way and, and through storytelling. And so that's where Flow Media came from. And, and we realized that that is our what we call in the entrepreneurial world our minimal viable product is branding, branding companies through stories. But also what we do is tell our own stories because we love giving that gift to the community, to the world. And so you'll see more and more over the years, Flow will begin to tell more and more stories around the world, in your community, whatever it might be, of just interesting people doing really special things. So, Absolutely. Okay, so tell me what makes a compelling story. I mean, you're in the business of people and storytelling, connecting that to the brand. Right. Um, so what makes a, com a compelling story in your vantage point? Well, I, yeah, I think there's, there's a couple of things. Um, you can talk to any marketer or brander, and chances are they're going to say, oh, I know how to tell stories, right? Like They'll say my logo is a story or this piece of – uh, this PDF is a story, and it's and that's not what I'm talking about. Stories have structure; they have uh, certain components that make it a story. And so, and I think everyone does have a story. I don't think everyone chooses to live as the hero in their story, which is where I start to talk about purpose with people and to encourage them, right? But ultimately, like what stories do, uh, there's a few components: the hero's journey. So, Marlo, I know your story, and you know mine, and you can clearly see that we are on. The hero's journey in our own stories, right? We uh, we have mm -hmm. taken the invitation, and I literally picture myself every morning rolling <laughs> rolling out of bed and taking the invitation to be the hero in my story for that day, which means slaying the dragon, right? But every good story doesn't like start with the hero slaying the dragon. They usually don't feel like they're up to it. They don't feel like they have that in them, 
and and they through you know experiences and time and friendships and relationships they get to a point where maybe they do slay the dragon, maybe they don't, but either way they grew a lot as a person and that's where we feel connected to people as we watch and read and listen to stories. Think about your favorite movie, whatever it might be, and you know, if you're in the audience member right now, whatever that movie might be, chances are there's a hero that you connected with because they are relatable to you and you want to be like them on the screen. You want to you know you're meant for more and you're meant for greatness. And so that's the power I think of stories and especially for brands to embrace storytelling as a, a strategy um, is that you can get your people seeing themselves as the hero in their stories and you're the guide. You become really uh, instrumental in them in, in their success and their journey. So that's, you know, storytelling to me, they have, there's a bad guy. You know, there's always something to overcome. And, you know, I have my own hurdles every single day, whether it's a personal flaw or an external circumstance that I have to, to face, to overcome. And there's secondary characters that are friends and community that you have to have if you're going to become, you know, if you're going to slay the dragon, so to speak. So that's a little bit about stories. And, and I just I think about it and I live and breathe this stuff every day. And it's really a valuable formula there. You know, there's, there's a point of uh, there has to be conflict in a good story. So when people are trying to live their lives in a way that is too comfortable, right, there's no conflict there. And they're, they're almost trying to, like, medicate out of, you know, harm's way. And, and I just think a life truly worth living is going to have that stuff in it. And the more you embrace that, the more you can learn and the more you can grow to become the person you're supposed to be. So it's funny, yeah, like you said, full-bodied. It's not just branding. It's, it's life. It's everything. So It is. Okay, so how does that help serve, like, when you connect the dots in that way? You know, so you're taking a company, right, who when we talk about companies or business, those are revenues, right, right? revenue generators. So how do we take, like, that personal essence, connect that to a company who's out to, like, generate revenues, but, like, you know, bring that together in a way that um, people can actually see the depth of a company or an organization in a very non-selfish standpoint. I think more than anything, like, you're just, you're giving it a different light. You're giving businesses a whole different um, platform to position themselves with. And, like, right. why does that matter? And talk to me about that, because you know where I'm at with that. You t- take that and pick it up. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> I call this human marketing, and, and stories are a big part of that. And, and we we receive, they've done the studies, and the latest is, like, 5,000 marketing messages a day. And so I tell people, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna get people's attention, like, I get this question all, all the time, like, what's the ROI of doing storytelling? And I say it's everything. It's it's like, you know, uh, I've heard people say it's like having a good mom. You know, what's the ROI of that? You can't point to a dollar sign and say my mom helps me make this kind of money, but it's everything in this world. And so we have, you know, if you're going to rise above the noise in a, in a sea in a landscape where people are being bombarded, you have to be a, a refreshing uh, escape from that landscape, you know? And so that's where stories come in is that, um, I mean, from a philosophical and psychological uh, point of view, you're, you're literally inviting people to be a hero in, in, in your story. And you're making yourself more of a guide character and you're, you're taking the focus off of you and putting it on the people and they appreciate that. So there is long-term, uh, we're building in long-term sustainable like love, <laughs> that's a love thing, love connections and, and affinity with your brand when we tell stories for you. And so uh, that's one element. And the other connected piece is, like I said, the, the hero's journey, um, respecting people, 
as they, they take that journey, not every customer, for instance, is ready to spend money with you. And so if you're thinking of the hero's journey, just like they're not ready to slay the dragon right away, you can respect them. And there's honor there. There's value there. And, and like I said, in the sea of people doing it the other way, this is just different. And even if everyone flipped and did it this way in a more authentic way, now we get, you know, customers get to choose brands based on who they truly resonate with on the why level, not the how or the what, the product or service, but really why this company exists. And so a lot of that's what we do subtly. We're very emotional beings. And so this is just trying to tap into that emotion of how people see the world and mm. to give them the opportunity to and empower them to be heroes in their own journey. So I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, I, again, I, I, it takes time. People, it takes three to four touch points with flow for a lot of people to say, I get it now, because it's right. deep and it's different, you know. I'll give you an example here. So picture with me, Marla. We're sitting in a coffee shop, right? And first of all, Marketing 101, you know, says certain things like, you have to have how many impressions with someone before they remember you. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact standard. number. standard, right, yeah, right. right? There's, there's all these, like, marketing things that people think they know and remember from school and whatnot. But imagine if I just leave a one big impact the first time I meet you, you'll remember me, right? It, it's not about the impression. If it takes you 70 times to get someone's attention, you're doing something wrong. And the other thing about marketing 101 and business 101 is people say, this is just how it's done. We're doing it this way because it's how it's done. Well, you... The, the, the fallacy in that is that you are planning to be different than everyone else, yet you're going to go about that in the same way that everyone else is doing things. And so the only way to be unique is to be yourself. And that's where stories, when you communicate stories that mean something to you, you can guarantee it's going to mean something to someone else. And I give the example of like standing up in a coffee shop. So picture you and I are sitting and talking. And there's a, always, if you just go silent in a coffee shop, you'll hear all of the noise, and that's the common complaint with all of our customers, is how do I rise above that? How do I rise above the noise? Because there's 5,000 messages a day. And the answer is be yourself. And so I'll have people in person, I'll say, hey, stand up and, you know, who's a singer in here? And they'll, you know, some reluctant <laughs> victim will raise their hand, and, and I'll say, okay, this is you. You have proclaimed yourself as a singer. You've identified as that. Now everyone else murmur. And when I point to you, stand up and sing, and they do, and guess what happens? People go quiet. There's not uh, another voice to be heard except for the singer. And sometimes people join in with the song if they know it really well. And so it's this beautiful, like almost like awe-inspiring moment anytime I do this. And I think it really illustrates that point that if you want to rise above the noise, be yourself. Sing. So let your heart come out in your brand and don't make it all about business. There's there's more going on here. You know, this is deeper than just dollar signs and figures. Mm, wow. Okay, emotional things. I love it. And here, you know, and I'm just going to be on. You and I have, you know, connected. I've really gotten to know who you are. And I'm just going to validate you here, right? Um, and you know this about me. And I think people that are listening to this episode, you know, some people may be a little bit more reserved, you know, um, mm -hmm. like myself. And you were able to tap into that at such a rich level, Gabe, and really bring out um, my ability to, you know, and it's, I wouldn't say transparency. It's not that I don't want to be transparent. It's just harder for some of us than others. Right. So how, how do you, for somebody who's like that and a little bit more reserved <laughs> and find it hard to, like, really tap into tell the story or don't even know what their own authentic being is? I mean, what advice do you have for people like that, knowing the power of storytelling? And I, you know, yeah. share that. 
Sure. So I'll do it from a brand perspective and a, and a more personal perspective. But from a, a branding perspective, I tell my clients all the time, you should feel uneasy before we post <laughs> this video. You know, okay. there's, an, yes. there's an element of vulnerability built into being yourself. Okay. And, and I always say life is about becoming more and more human. Like every day we have a choice. Like I just told you before we started this interview, like my dad is in the hospital, you know, at the moment. And um, right. that I have a choice now to see the world through a new lens of what really matters or I can continue to play games as though this other stuff matters. And mm. so um, that's where, you know, you have a choice to be vulnerable as a brand or you can hold it in. And, and I just think, like, the more vulnerable you are, you might be exposed to a hit, right? Like you, you walk onto a football field and you expect to get hit. You know, a running back wouldn't complain about the tackle. You know, that just happens. And so I think it's about managing your expectations. You're not trying to avoid blows. You're just trying to put yourself out there now knowing you could get hit but also knowing you could score a touchdown, you know. And so that's where, you know, I, I've had clients say, oh, man, can we just, you know, they have this temptation, can we please just make this a little bit more commercial and less of a story? And, and I have to push back and say, you, you brought us in to make sure this is exactly what we're doing right now. And because you would have that temptation not to share, you know, and it's the same thing with a coffee shop. There's a temptation not to stand up and right. because we're, we're scared what people might think, but it, it will bless people. And even if it blesses one person by you sharing your story, but I, I guess, you know what, like your story has blessed me and motivated me. And I know it's motivated countless others. And same with my story. Like I, I think the reason I'm a Christian, so I think God gives us stories is to share so that other people can relate. I heard something the other day that the most powerful sermon you can say to someone is me too. Like I'm going through this too. This is very human for us to feel this way. And so, again, we can keep playing these games of like, oh, products and services really matter. But ultimately, we're the, you know, the wealthiest country in the world with the most stuff and people are miserable. And it's all because we forgot what it's like to just be human and enjoy what really matters. So... From a brand perspective, that's it. And I guess I kind of folded the personal in too. Just uh, sharing your story really is um, the only way people can connect with you. And there's a freedom there of um, being open and knowing that all of your your wins and your your you know the things you might be ashamed of, like it's all out in the open now. You don't have to carry that weight. So there's freedom in giving it up, and it will typically serve other people. I have stuff in my past, you know, personal life that. I just know will bless young men all the stupid things I did when I was a kid. For instance, you know, I'm going to share that someday with my son, with other young men as I encounter them, and, and hopefully they can grow and learn from my experience. So that's, you know, there's a quote I love. It's, those who tell and live the best stories will rule the future. And that's from Jonah Sachs in the book uh, Winning the Story Wars. And so I just take that to heart. Like, you know, not only as a journalist, I was telling stories daily, but I wasn't always living it. And so when you live the story and can tell it, there's a lot of power there. Absolutely. And people sense it. I mean, more than anything, it's like as I'm listening to you now, and I know people are eating this up, you know, they can just tell that you're the real deal. You know, in, in business and in life, right, it's all about trust. We have to trust the people that we're doing business with. Or, right. You know, uh, there's so much that goes into that trust factor. And I think more than anything, what you're doing is saying this is a whole different level of trust in business. by by you being real and um, being out there, um, you know, it, it's a, it's, people just trust you and they just see you differently and they connect at a much richer level. And like you said, you're, we're all emotional beings and so you're tapping in at that root level, right? right. 
So is there a, a transformation story or somebody that um, maybe something that you can share with our audience about how you've tapped into, um, you know, has Flow Media gotten that deep or that rich into a circumstance that you can share with other people and bringing out um, the depth and the richness of those emotional stories that you share with others? Is there an example that you can bring to light? Examples, yeah. We tell a lot of stories. So um, I, I can think of one very recently. And okay. culturally, right now, there's a lot going on, right, between, like, police and in their communities, right? right we all agree right. on that. And so we had done <clears throat> a video for our local police department here, and, and you can find that at you know, Cedar Rapids Police Department's Facebook page if you want to go check it out. But that's an example. Um, it was more of what we would call like an impact piece where we're intentionally choosing a script to introduce the story and the narrative before we fill it out with like smaller stories. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, we did an impact video where we did a script, and, and I think the power in that, and I could see this in our client's eyes, and they were like near to tears when we showed them it, and the response online was incredible because we wrote it in such a way, after we spent time with them and learned their hearts, we don't just go in and say, let's make up something that might be emotional. Like We take the time to understand our clients' hearts and then convey that to their audiences, and we spend a lot of time on that. Um, and so when this video was released, and talked about, like, thank you for this opportunity to serve you. It's only possible in a community that, that embraces, you know, uh, dreams and other things. And it also acknowledged, you know, we, we have fear, too, of what can happen, of what has happened. And I think it's, it's pretty vulnerable for a police department to go there, <laughs> to say, right. we're not perfect, you know. Right. And, but we're, we're here with you, and we're in it together. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And so I, to me, that's why it got such, like, recognition uh, within just a short amount of time. And so that's that's a very recent example. Otherwise, I just think, too, the more time people spend with us, we have some clients that, um, you know, over time, they've, they've encouraged us to just be soul mentors for their organization, uh, like S-O-U-L mentors, <laughs> to say, hey, how do, how do we – tap into this, this genuity and help people in our company to feel like loved all day long. And, and so we're, you know, that's something we're exploring with them too. It wasn't just, I don't let people call us a video production company because we're not. It's so much more than that. And, and the further we go deep, you know, the deeper we go with people, um, the more they, they realize that. So Absolutely. yeah, it, it, there's a lot of transformation and it's paradigm shifting stuff. It's once you, we're talking as a team about, I, I always say fresh water versus mud water. People are used to these mud water marketing messages. And so once we introduce fresh water into their world, that you don't, it's not about all the stuff you thought it was about, and they can't go back. So there's a lot of transformation there. And it's been transformative for me too, to be able to serve people and, and love them in this way. Absolutely. Oh, and you can just tell. I mean, but here's the thing too. I mean, you're, you're, you are called on to do this. I mean, you mm -hmm. are called to be... Um, you know, one of the founders of Flow. And, you know, talk to us for just a minute about that, Gabe. Like, what was your decision to, you know, take the leap and have faith within yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to partner with some people. We're going to build a company. And, you know, take us through the entrepreneurial path for just a minute. What, what was your deciding factor? And then, you know, where are you at today in your journey? Sure. There were early on, I wish I could say I was super brave, but that's kind of the hero's journey really is 
is that things happen despite your um, shortcomings, and you move on, right? And so, for instance, I my last job was at this diversity organization, and I learned a lot about the the power of diversity, and I knew that when I had this concept that I didn't want to start it alone and that the people I needed to be with had to be very different than me. And so luckily, like all these people that we started uh, the company with, you know, there were five founders, and they're incredibly diverse from uh, skill sets to age to race to gender. I mean, everything, you name it, religion. And when I found these people, um, I had already had a contract lined up with my prior employer, right? Mm -hmm. So it was going to be... It, to me, there's a very that was the one catalyst. I have an income <laughs> to get me to do this thing. Like you mentioned, I'm a dad, so I had real things to consider the, about leaving, and a lot of people consider that too about the financial circumstance. Can I leave, and will this work? And so, honestly, I I, I had a catalyst, this this contract in place that I could rely on. Well, it was what got me out the door, but immediately my comfort was taken away because now I had five people total, right? And and that was cut way down and suddenly we were back to broken but it got me out the door and now I just had to do keep moving forward and, and building in order to sustain my life and, and their lives too so that was really kind of what got us out there and, and thanks you know without that team I would you know for people considering starting something like a team is everything and they've owned it just as much as I have this whole time and we wouldn't be here without that if this was just the Gabe Erickson show you know so they uh, really are special people, and I'm definitely lucked out. It's like the all-star team uh, of people <laughs> on my team. So Absolutely. Uh, well, here's the thing, though, too. You can't talk about, you know, synergy and emotions and freedom and, like, soul entrepreneurialism without having the synergy of the type of team that you've created and the culture perfect. that you guys are creating. I mean, more than anything, I think that just resonates for Flow Media. I think that's why people want to work with you is because they see that, um, that team collaborative spirit and how it comes together. But more than that, it's like, you know, in the vision of how you created that team. You know, like you said, everybody comes from a different niche and a different background. It's very diversified in a way that um, it works you know, yeah. on multi-levels, and you're learning from each other with every, you know, obviously every venture that you accept. Okay, right. so we're going to kind of close out here. Um, so being an entrepreneur, you know, and a young professional, what would you say um, has been, I'm going to go to, like, what's the, the, the best part and the worst part? I mean, let's go yin-yang and, and talk about both <laughs> ends of that before we close out today. I mean, like, you know, what, what's been the best part about doing what you're doing, and then what's the worst part? You want to end on the best? Should we go with the worst? How about that? I don't care. I'm going to let you sit. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like make your last free throw before you live the gym, you know? You gotta, it's all a mental thing. Uh, the worst part, I think it's just, I mean, you have to accept that this is a different lifestyle. I, uh, I, I've been broke to, you hear those stories, but you know, my, my checking account has been negative at times. I mean, if we're just being real here, that's, that's what happens is you, you don't have resources and you have days where you wonder, like, what am I doing? And, I mean, frankly, like, I am a, like, you know, thank you for all of your kind words. And that, I think you describe me well, but at the same time, I've never been the guy to experience anxiety or depression. And I, I have definitely had bouts with emotions that I'm like, I didn't even know I had those. And so uh, I think the, the closer you get to your purpose, the more those off-ramps will come and those voices will whisper and things will happen. And so there's a lot of internal, like, 
turmoil that can happen through this process, but you have to stay just strong and more so just hang in there some days. You don't even have to pick yourself up. You just got to keep moving. So that's, I mean, it's just a challenging task. And I have the utmost respect, you know, for companies that have been around forever because it took someone to start that. And and now people get to reap the benefit of not having to be that person, you know. But um, it's been rewarding at the same time. The the best part is um, there's a certain hope that comes along with knowing that anything can happen that day. I mean, I've had seemingly normal days and I'll get a phone call and the most amazing thing suddenly is true now about our business, you know, whether it's a client or an idea or whatever it might be. And so I love that, that the the – the space, the canvas is really blank. And, you know, the, the people I get to do life with, I love uh, Donald Miller had used the phrase that business is a fundraising front for family. And so I really try to treat it like that too, that I'm not out on sales meetings, that this is really a chance to continue to sustain and grow a family that loves each other, you know. And, and so that's been one of the truest joys of seeing, I mean, there's simple joys like, making your salary for the first time, like like building a salary for yourself. That's not something I ever grew up thinking, yes, I'm going to be that guy. And here we are providing salaries for several people. And so it's just there's a lot of reward that comes from that, but the work itself is creative. There's, I feel like we're bringing something to the world that it desperately needs right now. There's a pendulum that swings from uh, crazy political angry videos to uh, mind-numbing cat videos, and we want to be offering real <laughs> content with actual morals and values and lessons and emotions. So yeah, I think what we're doing is important. So there's just a ton of joy built into that as well. Absolutely. Oh, my God, well, that is such a great, great finishing point for you. So um, we're going to come to a close game. I mean, we could just have this conversation go on and on. I know people are listening to this and just <laughs> really kind of taking it all in. And um, so to learn more about Gabe Erickson, you can simply visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can learn how to connect to Gabe and his different resources and add him to your circle of influence. And um, can you give us a website or places that we can find you, Gabe? Sure, flowmedia.com if you want to connect with Flow, Gabe Erickson on LinkedIn or Facebook even. I have a page set up if you want to connect there. I'm always down to meet new people. If I have the time, I would love to either grab a coffee or do a virtual coffee or phone call. or you know, I, I just enjoy hearing people's stories and, and catching up and hearing where they're at. So however I can add value in whatever way that looks like to you after you've heard this whole thing and there's something on your heart at this point that you're thinking, ah, man, this is what I would love to talk to him about, just feel free to reach out. Don't be shy. Or my email is gabe at flowmedia.com, F-L-O-W. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, and we invite you to share this podcast with others, and we thank you in advance for that partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Gabe, it's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.